to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And if you're joining us for the live show on YouTube, which you should always be doing, make sure that you're there on the... Uh, subscribe and the bell icon and all that good stuff so you know when we're going live good morning to you doing a bit of a morning show with some afternoon games coming up strava craft coffee hour still in the morning here as we uh process the previous day's baseball news and and look forward to uh what's up and coming here for your colorado rockies we were going to jump right into all of the all-star game uniform reactions because but first patrick i don't know if you saw this Dodgers got no hit last night. So when are we going to learn about the findings about the Chicago Cubs and all the foreign substances that they used in that game? Because there's no other way that guys could swing and miss and make outs like that. The only way, man. It's the only way. I haven't seen any statistics just yet. I need to start doing some digging through the piles, as it were. But how many teams that have won the World Series have been no hit? I'm sure it's happened before. But it's probably extremely rare. Extremely rare. Yeah. Somebody asked me the question today, and I I had to double check it, actually. How many times have the Rockies been no hit? Because as everyone remembers, I've, you know, predicted that the Rockies were not going to get no hit this year. Uh, Still, still feeling good about that. Um, Despite mush ball and sticky stuff, though, we're maybe getting away from that, all all those things, whatever. Um, But yeah, three. It was the answer, and and that I was seems low. That kind of seems low. I mean, for for a team that just has typically not just been hasn't been successful, right? You well, go, well, it's right. going to happen, right? Plenty of times they've been a last place team. Plenty of times where the offense has gone into these huge slumps. We know about the Coors hangover effect, all those kinds of things. You would figure the quality of pitching that they've faced in the division over the years from the Dodgers and the Giants, and now the Padres and stuff like that. And so you just go, really, only three times, twice in the 90s. Al Leiter and obviously most famously Hideo Nomo pitching the only no-hitter in the history of Coors Field. Same year. That was the same year. That was 96. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. See that? I didn't. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and then Clayton Kershaw, we talked about this game with Goodman, through one of the best, just pitched one of the best baseball games you're ever going to see against them. And that was a, a few years ago, right before this last run, I would guess – 14, 13. I, I didn't look that one up, um, but that's it. Yeah. So it's weird, man. We're living in this era. So many no hitters this year. This was a combined. No, no, they still count, especially if you're the Dodgers. If you're the Cubs, you know, the starting pitchers may be like, ah, damn. But if you're the Dodgers, you're like straight up, you played a baseball game, didn't get a hit. It doesn't, <laughs> nothing changes from your perspective. Right. So uh, you love to see it. You just do. And you're right. It doesn't mean that the Dodgers can't win the World Series and do any of these things. But, you know, we treat some of these teams like uber juggernauts. And it's easy to forget that in baseball on any given night, not only can you just lose because, as Harry Ralston would remind us, that's baseball. But if the other guys just got it going, you can straight up get dominated. You can get historically beat down, 
even when you're great. Uh, love this game. Love baseball. Course field is almost no hitter proof just because of the size of the outfield. Yeah. It's, it's one of the reasons why, uh, well, not conversely, because it, it still ties into the large outfields, why so many cycles have been hit right. at Coors Field. I, I think the number's at 19 now. And that Pablo Sandoval hit us for the cycle at Coors Field. They had the record uh, that they surpassed was Fenway Park. You know that stadium that's been around for 100 years that was built before even my grandfather was born. Like that's how interesting of a place it is to hit at at Coors Field. So it's it's a little no hitter proof, and with everything with the Coors Field hangover, which has always existed, just wasn't necessarily known about or recognized quite as much, given right. the name, the finger wasn't put on it. That always existed, and yet all of those teams through the 90s and even early 2000s, they were still able to manage to get away with, you know, essentially essentially one no-hitter, the one against Al Leiter in, in Florida, and then more recently the one against Kershaw. So that's kind of interesting yeah it's only you wouldn't have guessed you wouldn't guess it was more than that right? i would even i literally maybe six not a, not yeah. a ton not no, one every year but, but six i would number i would have put the over under around five yeah it just and again having watched this team and researched them and worked on them now for seven years and all the years before that i would have thought there'd have been a few more uh to have there only be one in the post humidor era is another interesting thing as well to really, because when you're looking back at Lighter and Nomo, that's essentially now we're talking about a different lifetime of baseball. That was just a different thing. So Kershaw got them in the what we would call the modern era, right? And that's it. That's kind of funny to me. So yeah, it's one of those things, again, I, I do think, you know, if you polled the average baseball fan and asked them, not Rockies fans, have the Colorado Rockies ever lost a hundred games? Most of them say, yeah, probably. You know, have they finished in last place? More often than not, in the last 10 years, people go, yeah, probably. You know, have they been no hit five or more times in their franchise history? Yeah, probably. And just none of those things are true. It just feels like they should be. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're 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 on the precipice. If you throw in one hitters, there's actually been a lot of, you know, oh, I was gonna say how many times have and... they scraped out of there with the one hit in a shutout where they got truly dominated, but Juan Pierre or Jeff Baker or Walker or Helton or whoever just threw out a, a blooper in the left. And so <laughs> doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to, to wake up and, and see that a combined no hitter again, LA really uh, reeling right now after getting swept right uh, against the Padres in San Diego. Those games were exciting. Didn't, I don't think they got as much attention as the, the first two series they had against each other in April. I think it still got a lot of attention and uh, I, I did make sure I, I tuned into uh, the Wednesday night game and it was just so electric there in San Diego that, you know, again, put aside fandom and all that stuff. You just go here. We, th this is a baseball crowd. This is it. This is passion. This is a community. This is society. And for that reason, it was great. And again, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So go Padres for a brief period of time. In sure. sense, right. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. I almost I wanted to make a joke uh, with our guy Manny Randawa, but I was worried it would it would not have been taken in, <laughs> in in the best, not by him, but by by right. other people because he had said something about what you were just talking about—the drama and the excitement and the crowd energy and the the good games and the closeness between the 
the Padres and the Dodgers. And I want to say, yeah, man, just an absolutely epic battle between a second and third place team, hoping they can grab one of those wild card spots. <laughs> that's good though. That's, that's but, good. See, you know, that's why you tune into the podcast. Cause not that, all the best contents on Twitter. If I make that joke though, on Twitter fun. though, then the giants go on a 15 game losing streak. That's and honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't have enjoyed it that as much. I'd have been like, I think I know why you're saying that. I, you got to hear the inflection in the voice. It's, you got to hear, you see right. the smile. The yeah, that that's pretty funny. Right. I also liked the fact that the, the San Diego Public Library, uh, some librarians made a little video of of them standing, I think, on the balcony. Beautiful library, by the way. In fact, I think that's where the entirety of the uh, saber. Uh, that's like the saber library. Like that's like the oh, official sure. place that you would go. Yeah. So there's been a lot of stuff. Uh, baseball artifacts that's been donated there and, you know, showed one of the librarians like with a little dustpan sweeping up, you know, throwing some shade at the Dodgers. And then, of course, the L.A. library throws shade about like, yeah, you do know that we are the reigning World Series champs. So, right. you know, ha have your fun. I was like, OK, this is something if you've got librarians, you know, chipping away at each other like that, I, I can get behind that. Totally. I love all of it. I am just straight up going to laugh my ass off if. The national media and the local media and everyone's media has been focused on Dodgers and Padres since months before the season even started. Going back to midway through last year and the Giants end up being the team that wins the division. I will laugh forever. Uh, I will enjoy that very much. So that, that would be very poetic. That would be I you almost love to see it because then baseball. And, and, and in a way, you know, it, it could be – I don't think it's what's what's best for the game. And not, not for the game. I should just say MLB. Like, what does MLB want? I don't think MLB wants the Dodgers and the Padres to play each other in the NL wild card game. Save that for the, the, for the, the NL championship yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah. But that would also be – you know, that still works. That still plays like, wow, this winner-take-all game. So you still get that. And then at the same time – the Giants still get to, you know, go ahead and, and, and they win the division. So I don't know that's necessarily having your cake and eat it too, but you do get that big matchup for 24 hours. It is what it is. You'd rather than maybe meet somewhere else or at least have a full series. But as it were, that that would be almost bittersweet, I think, for Rockies fans. I think you could get behind that and go, all right, fine, Giants. Go ahead, sneak in there, uh, win, win the West and have those other two teams who, you know, spend off season, you know, making all kinds of moves and spending all kind of money on the Bowers, yeah. Darvish, Musgrove, like, all of that. How many combined millions were spent between those two teams for it to all come down to one game between the two of them? Sure. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. And, and like you said, it, another, you know, just reminder that baseball, man, it, <laughs> it just, you know, it's like baseball, my MLB might think it's best, if the Dodgers and Padres play each other in the NLCS, but I think it's better for the game of baseball, for the sport, for all sports in general, when fewer people feel like they've got no chance on day one of the season. I th I think this kills the NBA where, you know, the day the season starts, you look at six teams, you're like, those are the six teams that can win it. Everybody else, you're, you're there, you're there to be fodder this year and maybe be a nice story if everything goes your way. And in baseball, it's never quite been that way. You've always had no. this, the Nationals and the Giants three times winning the World Series when they weren't the best team in baseball. The Royals obviously doing it. You've always had that. But more and more lately, not necessarily in how it's it's played out, but I feel like in the media, people, you know, especially with the Dodgers, 
now having won the division so many years in a row, now that they did get their World Series, you know, it, it feels like, yeah, these are the teams coming into this year. I felt like there was maybe as much certainty as there's ever been in baseball about who were the good teams and who weren't. And I don't think that's good for baseball. So I think the way it's played out with the Yankees struggling, the Dodgers struggling, and the Braves not running away with anything, it's been fantastic for all those other fan bases to go, Giants fans have got to be stoked, man. Yeah, I think I think tanking, you know, has something to do with that where you're gonna have, you know, roughly yeah. four teams out of the mix. Okay, so now you're now you're left with 26. You got your uh, upper echelon teams. But I think as you said, you know, there there was uh, something that had come out um a good five, six years ago that that never really caught on. You know, in the NFL, they said there's so much parity where from one year to the next, you know, a team could really almost come out of nowhere, maybe not be a juggernaut. But can can make the playoffs. There's there's parity, right? You're right. you don't have to tank where where it's going to take so many years to rebuild. It could be a two year process, and you're on top. Right. Um, and and the the term I think that was floated was compression. There's a lot of compression where even if you take some of the upper tier upper tier level teams, when you look at the second tier teams, they're really not that far behind. And with the trade, you know, deadline right. that that we have in MLB, you know, you make the the right acquisition, then all of a sudden. It, 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 it's balanced. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. level. And yeah. again, we, we see with the Yankees where they're, they're a team that everyone said, okay, well, they seem like they're very much a lock and they're, they're struggling right now. So, right. Um, and, and even the Rockies, who's, who's a team that, you know, uh, there hasn't been very many years where they've been picked to win the West. Right. And we just came off of a spell in which right. in 2019, there were some folks that would have said, you know what? It's not too crazy for the Rockies to win the West. And you'd say, yeah, it's not too crazy. But regardless, how many times do Rockies fans go into the month of, of July uh, and even mid to late June and go, hey, we're four or five games out of the wild card, right? Maybe this team doesn't look right. like world beaters, but we're in this thing. And I think you're right. That's the thing that baseball provides that all of the other sports just just don't, where you you already know if you have or don't have something, whereas because baseball is such a long season, you, you know, you can, you can have those lulls. You can have those, that bad spell, you know, you, you played poorly for three weeks in the NFL, you're owing three and that's a huge chunk of your season, right? right. That, that's almost 20%. <laughs> right. Whereas three weeks of baseball, you can kind of wash that out. And that's, that's part of it. You know, right. yeah, we got to get these wholesale changes. <laughs> yeah. We got to change our quarterback. Like, Oh, we got to, we got to change right. so much. We got to, right change the, the core of our team. So it, it does offer a lot more hope. And again, that's, that's why we love this game so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, going to be fascinating with the next CBA to see if uh, they can create a little more, as you call the compression. Uh, yeah. That'll be fascinating for sure. Well, let's get into one of our other major topics of the day. Speaking of what major league baseball is and isn't doing particularly well. I'm, I'm not, I am not toasting my Breck brew or my Strava Craft coffee, or my Breck Celsius on this day. I, I, I cannot in good conscience toast or sip in celebration. We sip in befuddlement and bemusement, but we do sip. It's, it's a little early in the day, so I still got the Strava Craft coffee. Get your Breck brews and your Breck Celsius and your 15-can samplers out there at your local King Supers or liquor store. And of course, you get a bigger one down at the DNVR bar when you become a member of the family, which you should do at the DNVR.com today for all the written content, constant discounts, access to the Discord channel, a free shirt from the DNVR locker, and a free holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. Check them out today at H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com and use promo code DNVR30 to get 30% off once we've sent you 
that free CBD stick. But do become a member of the family today. We, we, we would very much like to have you around. It's fun. Um, so that we can all react to things like this, uh, Patrick, as we all saw the Major League Baseball, the Major League Baseball. <laughs> oh, no, we're back to that. The MLB uh, announced <laughs> their, uh, the All-Star uniforms and yeesh. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't, I am one of the least design savvy people you're likely to meet. I can't, I couldn't design uh, a beige wall. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> but even I looked at this and went, what in the hell is happening here? I I don't necessarily know where, where to begin with this. It's, uh, maybe here, here's something right away off the bat that I think we can, well, I think we all agree on these are awful, but, um, they're going to be wearing this in the game. That might be the biggest <laughs> issue. Sure. Right. And, and not even that it's this particular Jersey and cap, but that the players who since 1933, since the, the first ever all-star game, they've always worn their Jersey, the, 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 the home league, you know, where they're, they're, where they're whites. And then right. the, the visiting team wears their, their grays. And that's just how it's always been. That's a great way of marketing the game as well. You turn this game on and it's one of the reasons why MLB has one player representing every single team so that fans feel like they're represented. Now, if someone in Pittsburgh, let's say, right, is trying to get into baseball or is only roughly a, a baseball uh, fan, they're going to go, well, where's our guy? He's, he might be out there. He might, Adam Frazier might be out at second base. You're not going to know it because they have to wear the all-star jersey and not, not their own. And that's the biggest diversion from history that I'm seeing. And is, that's the worst part well, of this whole that's thing. That's been the case for several years now, though. And that's and it's been not the during case, the game. Sadly, uh, I mean, is, is that they, they've actually – because they wore, they wore those ugly-ass Padres ones during the game. They wore those. They, they, they wear the dur during like home run derby sometimes, and 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 they they don't wear it during the game. They've never they've oh, never you see them. It's plaster all over the weekend, no doubt about it. it. It's it's everywhere. But when they actually play the game, they really it's didn't just wear those nice and crisp. Ones? Huh. Nope. Which um, I do think were ugly. I, I I was I'm not a big fan of that that podcast. I mean, there's though. a bunch of ugly that's, ones. That's throughout ugly. History. And this but guess what? It represented the San Diego Padres. So you go, cool, fine. And this just well, that's that's a whole that. other issue. The 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 colors being wrong has entirely to do with the pandemic and the game being switched, and there not being enough time to to switch the colors around. And which is still a big problem. It's it's still that's part of why it's so ugly, right? I well, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's it's why it's ugly. But as far as it being a big problem in terms of you know, there was nothing they could do about that, unfortunately. Like, I'm, I don't know that that's true. I mean, again, financially, they would have probably taken a, a very big hit. Um, yeah, right, right from doing that, but that's much better than. I mean, that's a whole lot of waste of materials and uh, and a whole lot of extra money just to make uniforms. That just to put your product on the biggest, most important game that you have in the summer. I mean, again, it's it's. Cost analysis again, and I and I understand 
I understand that, but I think that that's a, that's a major misstep for how much money drew. We know that and every sport does this when it comes to the championship game, they, they make two jerseys, right? They're there, or they make two t-shirts. They make, Hey, congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers, 2020 world series champs. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Rays, the 2020 champ. And that's creating waste. So that that's not something that, that's not something that, Organizations but, have but, a problem with it. It's the cost of doing thing, business, right? Just, just because some people are okay with a whole bunch of waste in some instances and not others doesn't mean that I have to be okay with it. I don't think that it was worth I there was no saving these. There was no like, oh well, if they just made the colors better, then like there the the, uh, <laughs> the amount of money donate and waste and material and time and whatever to to do all of that to make these I agree marginally better just meh i don't look they're ugly as hell i'm not <laughs> you know and look, yeah. that's the cost of doing business and i agree with you and that that's that's its own separate thing but again mlb and nfl and nhl all that that's again that's part of the business model and i just i think it would have been better to yeah donate that do whatever you will with it even save it for atlanta because now you know th- this is this is one of the the things that I'll, I'll say, I, I know from from an inside source that the, the Rockies were in negotiations with MLB to host in 2024. It was, it was right around the cor- corner for them. And so now that that spot's opened up, I'm sure Atlanta will, will probably take that spot in 2024. Again, granted, they would have to announce that next year. And that's not a great look in, in light of everything. But, you know, MLB doesn't necessarily seem to have a problem with those kind of things uh, to a degree. So Save yeah, them, w- whatever it will. Yeah, again, that's, that's a separate a topic. Undercutting of. No, I agree. The I agree. Point, but that, <laughs> that would that would really shock bad. me. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It shock right. that, me, but it would be really bad. Save these, donate them, whatever. The bottom line is, yeah. these are the jerseys that they're going to be wearing at Colorado's at your All Star game for Rockies fans, and they do not represent the Rockies in any capacity, and they they're almost growing on me now. Now that I've seen them, I'm like. <laughs> Uh, I'm just, I guess I'm just accepting it. I don't know, man. Again, even look, look at the American league one. The one we got up on screen here is, is, is Tampa Bay and the TV logo is in gold, not silver for the Rockies. It's in gold. And that's, uh, with the little Hawaiian trim that they got around. That's like, it almost wants to be camouflage, but it's more of a Hawaiian type style. I don't know if you saw the, the, the blue Jays one also has the American flag on the sleeve, even though yeah. it's Canadian team, and that's typically not yeah, how that, they go about that. Yeah, that's no, weird. That like, <laughs> <laughs> that's again, like there's so many things that are bad right about these uniforms that you know, again, when people start focusing on any one element of it, I just get a little like I've even seen some of the redesigns, our guy Nathaniel Sunshine. Did a pretty fantastic one where he made the colors sure. work, which again is much easier to do in Photoshop than when you actually have to order tens of millions of bits of product. But um, again, it's like even those. I was like, you you made this less abhorrent. <laughs> like it's it's I could maybe like accept it a little bit more now, but they're still awful. They've got writing on top of writing. They've got letters on top yeah. of letters. They've got. Like there's nothing about this. I don't, some people have said, you know, they don't hate the hats. I don't really hate the hats either. It's pretty hard to mess up a baseball hat. 
Yeah, I, I would agree. That ha- I mean, I'm not crazy about the red. And again, you go, but this Me is neither. supposed to be about the Rockies. Yeah, there's purple in there with a star behind it. So that's not atrocious. It's just a little confusing. Like if, if the jersey was better, like if they had gotten the jersey right, and it's purple or whatever, you sure. go, oh, the red, well, I guess it pops more on it. And you'd go, that sucks a little bit, but you still might go and get one. But yeah. the hat coupled with the jersey, it's it's a huge miss. And it's also weird too with you know some of the jerseys, and we got some up here on the screen for those that are watching live on YouTube, or even you can go ahead and if you're listening to this as a podcast, go on to our DNVR Sports channel to check it out, and you can see like Cleveland's logo, the solid C, it's all shaded in in red, and then the Brewers just has the outline in red yeah. and, and the majority of it is white. The Brewers is the only one that looks good here because it's not this bright red in the middle of it. Kind of, yeah. In, yeah. in a weird way, I'd be in favor of that. Like this, the A's like doesn't clear. look No. Uh, Seattle's looks okay, but the, the bright red ones that are popping here, did they try to put a little bit of the yellow in uh, the Rockies one just looks funky as hell because the and it's not, there's almost like not not any uniformity. So, like if you look right. at the angels, how it has the shading, and then again, the uh, Brewers is almost just the outline, and then you know the Rockies one has again similar kind of like shading, and it's it's true to the logo, but that's not what we've typically seen with with all star hats. And and again, maybe you know there are times in which you know logos and uh, color schemes and stuff like that shift, and the start of the shift or trends, right? You go. Uh, I don't know that I like this. This is weird. And then it it starts something new. There's a new progression. But with the amount of timing uh, or amount of time that uh, it, it took to plan all this, typically it's two years and they compress this down so much. You go, yeah, this isn't like the start of a new trend. This is just a merchandise dump. Here's all the stuff. They got the logo right. The logo, they crushed yeah. it, right? Yeah. yeah like, I, 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 I wouldn't necessarily say it's like perfect. Like, oh my God, it's my favorite logo of all time. But then again, you give them two years, would they have done that? No, not necessarily. So that would be nitpicking. So I would have to say home run, A plus on the actual logo itself. In, Agreed. In my opinion, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought when they unveiled that, and, and again, to yeah. universal praise, people were like, this looks yes. dope. We're, we're stoked sure. on this. This looks awesome. Had all the purple, all the, the mountains, all the stuff that you want to see. Um like I said, I'm I'm one of those people that tends to resign myself to, well, that was either not really possible or highly improbable, highly unlikely would have taken. Like the amount of work it would have taken to get the color scheme right on these and money, like versus the amount of difference it would have made in how I feel about them. <laughs> it's like, I just don't think it's worth it. So that's why I'm just like, well, this sucks. I also but how do you know that? How do you know how much difference it would have made? Like I, I again, say, again, I'm not the design guy. I can't right. say for sure, but I've seen several mock-ups that looked much better, including, like I said, our guy Nathaniel Sunshine. And I still thought lipstick on a pig, man. You you made and again, it that's done in Photoshop. Like, so so what are some of the ideas that you've seen or you had on your own of like what what could they have done? differently like again you get two like years out redesign like the ones they had before there's a million things they could have done but that of course again, that sleeveless gets, yeah. give us a sleeveless but there's never been a sleeveless all-star jersey are, that would have been amazing as somebody amazing. who has often been in a situation in life where i've said hey that looks like a tough situation over there 
I volunteer to help out, even though I don't have absolutely everything necessary going on right now. I'm just going to be there and do what I can. Uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things like the the Rockies are stepping in. We've talked about this before. Will they get another all-star game sometime in the near future as a trade-off? You're certain of that? You're absolutely – because I've heard plenty of rumors that they actually will. So I don't think so. I, I, I was – that part of my – and I hope I'm wrong. I absolutely hope is, I, I'm wrong. I would have, I would have liked to have heard some some rumblings, and I, and I, I think that would have come out that part of the negotiation would have been, look, MLB, instead of just you know, this isn't a gift for us. We're helping you out too. We're we're both benefiting, but we're helping you out. So the you Rockies are helping out Major League Baseball way more than Major League Baseball is helping out the Colorado Rockies. Well, I, that isn't necessarily true, but that is how it should have been broached in in the negotiations right like mlb not true well i i think i think the monfort stand to gain a lot from uh everything that that goes into this all-star game from the pr uh standpoint and whatnot versus you know waiting three more years like hey shoot we might need this more now than you know again it's like saying give me 75 cents today rather than giving me a dollar tomorrow because I could really use that 75 cents, even though that $1 is more and would be better. But, but I think, I think that the Rockies could have come to the negotiating table. And again, I hope I'm wrong and maybe we'll see this, but I think the information would have come out. They could have, you know, had their cake and eat it too and said, look, we are going to help you out. No, no, no. Don't talk to us about our situation and the loss of money that we had in 2020 and the PR. Don't, don't talk to us about that. We are here to help you, MLB. And this so, is exactly in, what happened. This, in but, turn, this, this is exactly what happened so far. So far, this is the the negotiation that took place. What was the well, next? I, I don't know that that's true. I so, do. So, I, I've been told by what by else can you tell us from those negotiations? Exactly. Can you go ahead and tell us what else do we know from those negotiations? I basically the rest of what you were just going to say. And then you don't know what I, what I don't know say. is what the end of the, the negotiation was. That's all I don't know is whether or not they got what they wanted. Yeah. And so I, I was the negotiation. So, you know, for you to just say, just sit there and say this absolutely did not happen. When, no, I'm saying, I think it didn't happen because we would have heard what we would have heard the last part. We, we would have heard that the Rockies are also going to host, are also going to host in eight or 10 years time. I think, I think that would have been, that was information that would have come out. Everything has come out. We, we, uh, there, there's no such thing as a secret uh, in today's day and age. So um, okay. again, I, I just would have hoped that. Um, and I, and I, again, I, I hope this I'm wrong. Like I don't know. Ago when you were absolutely sure the Rockies weren't going to do fan fest and I just, it's just, come on. It's, no, I was very much worried that they were, weren't going to right. do that. Right, and, and they and and they proved me wrong, and I'm very happy about that. Right. And it and from from all accounts, it, it does seem like it is going to be a pretty solid event. Now I'll I'll be one of the first ones through the doors to check that out on July 9th, and I do have some expectations, but the fact that it even exists, I'm very happy with. I'm very happy with that, and the tickets were free. Again, I don't know uh, how hard it's been for fans to be able to get that. FanFest is a huge element of the All-Star game. So the fact that they're having it is, is a big piece of, of part of, of what I was worried about. So I'm very glad that that, that came across, right? Um, at the time in which they got the All-Star game, it seemed like that wasn't going to be the case, which is what, I, which is what my point was. And that they were bad negotiators for not getting it and that they were bad negotiators for having got the All-Star game when they weren't going to be able to get this stuff. And 
again, I'm telling you, it's like you can keep hitting the Rockies all day for being bad negotiators when you have no actual information for what they did or did not negotiate. Right. But once the information, and I think the up, reverse is true. It's your credit, you you know, you said, yeah, the, the oh yeah, fest, whatever, absolutely. Like, yeah. Oh, because a lot of people don't go back and do the thing and say, that's oh, true. I hammered the Rockies forever, saying they were never going to do this thing or they were definitely going to do this thing, and then when it didn't occur, that's true. That's true. And conversely, defense of the organization is one of those things that if they get something wrong, they do need to be criticized for that. And so everyone and, criticizes them for it. There's nobody who fails to criticize the no, organization. No, 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 not the criticize. I mean the the outward defense of the organization is is would would be one of those things that again, we we typically don't see people defending the organization. I was gonna say, who does that other than me? Who actually? That's ultimately, the that's ultimately my my point. Is that again? So I, I'm not making a a point about the, how the Rockies suck. What I'm saying is, uh, I have worry that things could be done better. And again, if that's our job, which I believe it is, is to just take in information and to synthesize it and say, well, perhaps if this happened, this would go down. I'm not saying anything definitively. We're having we're trying to have a conversation. So what what I ultimately the point I was trying to make was. I would have loved if, and I and I could be wrong, maybe they did do this, but it, but it remains to be seen. They said, look, MLB, don't talk about our business. Don't, don't, don't talk about what's going on behind our closed doors. We are here to help you out. And as such, and as such, um, since we're about to you get the, the full scale, you know, non-pandemic all-star game in 2024, we're gonna come in and help you out, move our clock up to 10 years from now or even eight years from now and acknowledge that. And, you know, the other, other 29 teams maybe would have to sign off about that. Uh, and maybe that was, maybe that was a hurdle. And it was like, well, look, you can either have in 2021 or 2024 and that's it. That's, that's the deal. I, I would have liked to have thought the Rockies could have gotten something more out of it than just the all-star game. Um, and, and again, we might find that out, but I, I, I tend I to say, we'll learn that when probably that just is what it is. Up. Right. We'll learn when the information comes out, and I'm not going to hammer them without I, any information that that's what's gone on here. And I don't feel that I am hammering them. I'm just I'm throwing out this idea that um, you know perhaps things could have been worked a little bit differently. But going back to the uniforms, what what what's a change that that you you saw that uh, you would have liked to see? I mean, would you have liked to just seen more purple so that yeah maybe other other team fan bases would hate it? But you go, hey, right. I don't care. This is I, our all-star game. It represents us. We like it. Yeah, again, I'm not the design guy. I'm not the guy that gets up in arms over colors. I just thought they looked ugly. The, yeah. the They need to represent the Rockies, and they need to have the right colors. Like, I was listening into to TDSP the other day, and they were talking about uniforms. And Ali Great episode. really, really hates the red Denver Nuggets uniforms that they rolled out last year. Not because they look bad, but because they don't represent the Nuggets. So, like, I get that that's a perspective that people have, and I'm totally down with it. I thought the unis looked dope. I thought they were awesome. I thought they looked good. I I wanted one. You know, I did, and I get that the Nuggets don't normally wear red. And so, like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, again, and I've always thought it was cool that the Rockies having purple kind of set them apart a little bit. I've always thought that was interesting. There was that picture back in the day. I want to say Chen Wen Sao who like straight up said, like, I chose the Colorado Rockies because they wear, wear purple. <laughs> like, fair enough. Okay. All right, we'll take it. You were down. But his career didn't end up being what it was supposed to be, but oh well. That's what um, you get for a pitcher who picks his team based I, on colors. <laughs> but anyway. a bit of sign, maybe. <laughs> uh, but 
you know, yeah, it's I've seen like the ones they've done before with like green and purple, the, the old all-star game jerseys. Those those look fine to me. Yeah, I'd like to see more representation, I guess. But I, I again, I'm really not the guy you go to for for which of these designs is better. I can it, it's almost like the most amateurish of baseball scouts or something like that, right? Like I could tell you who are the guys who were 20s and who are the guys who were 80s when it comes to design. I can tell you this is a 20. This all-star game jersey sucks. Yeah. And then there are some the where you see like the White Sox unveil their uh, – it's not the Futures. What do they call them? Those, the, City like, Connect? City Connects. Mm-hmm. And, those, and then I can go – Amazing. Fire. Dope. Yeah. I don't need to have a, a a single idea about design in my head to know those are awesome. And then stuff in between, you know, people like the Cardinals and Dodgers have the best uniforms in baseball. I'm like, I like the A's and the Mariners, dude. I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, I think, I think the thing that is, is frustrating is, and I haven't seen this that much is, is just the representation of the Rockies, you know, because if you go and look at all the other uh, all-star game you know, batting practice warmups and stuff like that. They they represent the, this the city, you know, right? They they represent that team and uh, and the caps got a little bit of purple on it. So I mean, I guess there's that. But I think that's the most disappointing part for for fans is they they don't have that thing and they're they're left out. Like Colorado is is left out once again. And I was going to say that's, that's maybe tough. that's all it is. Is I've just become numb to that, especially when it yeah, comes right? to the All Star Game. Rockies don't get voted into the All Star Game first of all ever. Like, unless they've got super duper stars, that's basically it. Uh, then, you know, we've talked about they start, but there's always just the one guy. It's been Nolan or or whomever throughout. Uh, everyone listening to this knows exactly the next thing I'm going to say, which is when your guy is batting during the All-Star game, there are only two conversations that are allowed to happen. One, Coors Field, <laughs> uh, kill yourself. Just It's just the worst. And two, anything and everything else. Whoever the the bigger star is that year, whatever the bigger story is that year, they will literally talk through all of Brad Hopps at bat or all of DJ LeMahieu's one at bat of the all-star game with anything and everything else. And you got, so it's just like, other than you Baldo starting the game, uh, that, that was probably the only time I feel like Rockies fans felt like they were hugely included in a part of the festivities and a big, even like Charlie getting jobbed in the home run derby, on distance like that's the kind of, <laughs> like on, on a weird measurement yeah. of distance you know the kind of so maybe that's part of what it is that this just seems par for the course of like well of course the rockies don't and rockies fans don't get a special thing we never do <laughs> we're always left out we're, we're, we're all you know it's like uh, it's part of it but again i do feel However else we can dive into the minutia, but I personally feel fine with it because it's like, no, we are doing Major League Baseball a favor and everyone else a favor. And the bigger issue here still was the reason that the game got moved in the first place. And the fact that it's coming on the heels of a pandemic put everybody in a tight spot. And for me, you know, when everyone's in a tight spot, there are two things that you can do. Pull up your pants do everything you can to help dive in and have a great attitude about making a bad situation better. Or you can whine and bitch and moan about everything that isn't working how it's supposed to or how it normally does and how it isn't. And as ugly and terrible as these uniforms are, as much as it sucks that Rockies fans aren't going to have special. And hopefully they release some other kind of paraphernalia, some shirts, something, something. 
right. that Rockies fans can can have. Because I agree, this is a problem and it sucks. And it's just yet one more in a long thing of categories of Rockies fans feeling left out, feeling like they don't belong in Major League Baseball, and feeling like Major League Baseball doesn't feel like they belong. Or that they're being taken advantage of, right? MLB is like, hey, we're just going to kind of swoop in and we're going to use you as our as our platform to help save the day. And we're going to recycle these jerseys from, from Atlanta, which almost have the exact same color scheme. And we're going to go ahead and use your stadium. Like, yeah, that sucks. That it sucks. Suck. But to conclude the analogy, people used to ask me that all the time in high school and college. Drew, doesn't it bother you? You're being taken advantage of that you keep forgiving these people that you keep just saying, no, it's fine. Everyone use my house, use my facilities, do this. I'll drive you around wherever I'll drive you an hour out of my way, even though doesn't it bother you that they're taking advantage of you? No, I was still doing the right thing and I do it all over again. So, you know what? It's yeah, it, it all depends on what, what you care most about ultimately. And, and like I said, I, the, the future is wide open for any number of ways that uh, the Rockies could get another shot at better paraphernalia. But if this is ultimately the worst thing about having moved the, the all-star game last minute, if we do get a full rock and badass fan fest, if we do get the full rock and badass home run derby and, I don't know any of the people playing in the celebrity softball game except Miz. <laughs> Noah Beck? You're not a big Noah Beck fan? Come on, man. You don't keep uh, up on your TikTokers? Sorry. I'm all out. Man, stick your game up. <laughs> if the weekend, if they're, if they're sellout crowds and the fans and the fan fest and all the things, and there really is, you know, both an examination of what the Colorado Rockies franchise could and should be, has been in the past, some of the celebration, but also how they've royally screwed things up right now how they need to be in a very real transition. They shine the light on all of that stuff, all the good that I think. And then, of course, the things you get for the community. The Rockies don't make any money off of this, by the way, but the community does. Everybody around them is going to make money. So if all those things go off and the only really terrible thing about them having last minute moved this from Atlanta for a very good purpose is crap unis, you'll take it. But boy, are they bad. <laughs> they're, they're very bad. Just, how is it? There was somebody who sat in the room who knew these were going to be released like 24 hours, 36 hours ahead of time. Someone who I'm sure just pleaded, just don't, please don't, don't release these to the public. Can you imagine the fear and dread <laughs> knowing that it was about It's so bad. I, I want to talk about nice uniforms. Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about some pretty ones for just a second, but put a big old smile on my face from Green Mountain Dental, by the way. <laughs> yeah, what, what, like I mean, that's that's enough of a reward alone just to get a really nice smile from Green Mountain Dental. But I, I hear they, they give you more than just that. Is that true? They hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule your cleaning, x-ray, and exam today. Uh, and they take care of you like family. They treat you well. They just make it like, I hate going to the dentist, and they make it fun fun uh they make it not horrifying <laughs> so check them out today greenmountaindentalgroup.com and also you're gonna need them if you're eating as much hassle cattle company wagyu beef as i am can be a little bit tough on the teeth so get your teeth taken care of with green mountain dental but do get your hassle cattle company wagyu beef it could change your life it's absolutely delicious as good as any beef you've ever tasted in your life it's non-antibiotics and hormones and all that garbage that they can pump into the animals that gets into your body and it's really gross it's bad for them it's bad for you it's bad for the environment avoid all that stuff 
It's even worse for your wallet because they're charging you out the wazoo for that grocery store beef. Never buy beef from the grocery store again. Go to HassleCattleCompany.com. It's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com. Use promo code DNBR10. You'll get 10% off your entire purchase. And if you get over 200 bucks, they'll hook you up with some free shipping, whether you're getting that ground beef, ground chuck, the beef bacon, which is absolutely life-altering, plenty of steaks. They've got promos all the time. Check to see what they've got on sale. I highly recommend as you're filling out your cart, they'll just throw promotional deals at you. We got some roasts dethawing right now. Going to have crock pot roast this evening. Mm, mm, mm. It is delicious. DMVR10 does get you 10% off at Hassle Cattle Company. All right. Well, this week is the College World Series. This is where the MLB draft was supposed to take place last year when they decided to change things around a little bit and say, hey, let's let's put the future of Major League Baseball, uh, Major League Baseball on display. Let's let's get people excited for these draft picks that you're going to have to wait three, four, five years to to get to know. But nevertheless, we want you to know them ahead of time. And then the pandemic hit, and we know how that went down. And then they decided to move the draft to the All-Star Game weekend, which is another thing we, we didn't discuss, uh, which is pretty cool for fans out there. I'm not sure if they've started selling tickets yet. I think it'll be at the Belco Theater right there at the convention center. But uh, that would be great if fans were allowed to go in there. It's the first time the MLB draft is actually going to be at the All-Star Game. That's yeah. exciting. I wonder if fans – I'd be stoked. I wonder how people feel about going to the – the draft right we know like obviously it, it become kind of a thing in the nba in new york and all the knicks fans booing david stern every time or adam silver every time they came out just kind of a, and booing whoever the knicks took regardless uh mm-hmm. you know so and the jets pick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like i just the, the baseball draft has never really been that kind of event but you and i have always talked about how despite the fact that there's so many rounds it, it needs to be more of one yeah. Another thing that Major League Baseball needs to do better of marketing itself. And so I hope fans are allowed in, but I hope there's something fun for fans to do there rather than just sit for three hours as people call names. <laughs> yeah, they, they you know, the draft wasn't even televised uh, up through a, a certain point where like people were just getting phone calls. And, you know, Baseball America, who, you know, covers the, the draft and college baseball and, and, and amateur ranks and minor league baseball as well. You know, they would, you know, basically get get faxes about who was drafted and they'd be on these phone calls hearing about because it was like something that no one cared about. It was so behind the scenes. So then it became a televised event, I think around 07, 08. Uh, and now they're they're trying to make it this, this big thing. But last year was going to be at the College World Series that is going on right now. And some of the college uniforms are they 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 make some serious advancements. When I mean, we see it in college football, I think to a degree. And so there's some real good ones. Vanderbilt is still alive. I think they have quite possibly the best one there. You see Kumar Rocker, who may even go one overall in this year's draft was also, was actually selected by the Rockies a couple years ago out of high school. Granted it was done like in the 36th round and right. just kind of done as a flyer. Like, look, we don't have anybody else to pick. We might as well select maybe the best high school pitcher available, even though we know he's going to go to Vanderbilt. Yeah. But it's a fun little footnote to think about. And so these you let him know you're interested. You never exactly. know. Exactly. to eight. He probably won't. I saw him at sixth in a recent mock draft, though, and that was close enough for me to get excited. <laughs> oh man, if he falls, I think that would that would be great. But these are similar to like you mentioned before, those White Sox City Connect uniforms. Yeah. And you say, Oh wow, that's fantastic. The Vanderbilt uniforms look like those White Sox unis. 
No, it's the other way around. Vanderbilt was the first with these, uh, this like pajama style where they're black with white pinstripes. Uh, Vanderbilt across the chest with the, with the gold outline, the gold numbers on the back. I think this is, I think this is like 10 out of 10. What would you rate this bad boy? Yeah. Into? Yeah. Again, like you said, the white socks one immediately spoke to me. This does mm -hmm. as well. I'm a sucker for pinstripes. The black <laughs> on white looks great. I bumped a little bit on the gold for just a second and i'm not entirely sure why there's a the, the way the pinstripes meet up with the lettering it, it gets a little jumbled in there a little bit i see what, yeah yeah it, you know again this is me reaching for <laughs> what I heard, uh, eric talk about um but yeah no these these are great like i i would feel awesome suiting up in this and hitting the baseball diamond you might not feel awesome suiting up in this in the summertime, but thankfully, uh, <laughs> Vanderbilt, yeah, down there in Tennessee, you know, they, they, their season will, will end in, in Tennessee and SEC play right as summer starts. So it, it's not too bad and not too hot. Uh, from an overall standpoint, I think University of Tennessee has the best uniforms. They've got an all orange one that says Vols across the, the chest. Uh, that looks fantastic. Uh, their their home whites are great with the bright orange cap, yeah, uh, which pop. stands out. They pop, right? They look great. But I think, and this this might be their more controversial one. But again, I like what they're doing as far as trying to advance the color palette a little bit and try to do some different things and go outside the box, similar to what minor league teams do a little bit. Their road uniforms, Drew. Kind of a graphite color, right? A, a dark gray, if you will, with an orange Tennessee and the orange batting helmets. Yeah. Gray or graphite cap with an orange brim. What's your take on this guy? Yeah, this is interesting. I like it, but I think it's um, it's built like it looks like something you'd make in a video game in a good way. When people say that sometimes, <laughs> a lot of times people go, this is very That's video gamey, and they mean that That's as good. a put down. I mean it as a, it, it, yeah. It also it kind of looks like um, like a race car driving team a little bit mm. for some reason to me. But yeah, there's something about that gray. Uh, that that is is speaking to me. It that's very cool. It's very calming. It's very solid. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I like these. It is. It's fantastic. And it, University of Virginia also has that orange in there. Uh, I believe they've already been been bounced. We're we're down to the the final four: NC State, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and Texas. Like and you could do you could do some Rockies unis just like this it, with that same kind of deep gray sort of metallic gray, sure. and then instead of the orange, you've just got their purple, right? Colorado be bad. with the number underneath. I think that could look cool. Because yeah, we're just so used to seeing the drab gray in baseball, which I'm fine with, right? It goes back forever. The gray, the kind of muted gray tone, like I love it. Muted, it's yeah, it is, it is, but that. That gray right there was just it was it was speaking to me. <laughs> and, and and to to kind of piggyback on that, you know, as I said, they're they're all orange, you know, uh, jersey top that just says Vols on it for short for Volunteers. Give, give us a Rockies one that just says Rocks across it, and like kind of cursive script that's just like real fun. Why not? Like eventually, I think we'll we'll get down the line. I think that's one thing that MLB wants to do with their merchandising. We're seeing it already with the City Connect uniforms. Like, hey. 
sorry, Rockies and sorry, Yankees, you're going to have to come up with a lot more merchandise. I mean, even to think about with uh, the players weekend, how they did that. Uh, in fact, in 2019, you know, there was either you're all white if you were home and then you were all black if you were the road team. And the Dodgers even said, no, thanks. Can we at least have one game where we just wear our regular Dodgers? And MLB was like, no, no. You, you can't do that. No. So uh, I, that could be a good thing, you know, kind of being forced into doing something like that. But as I said, Texas is uh, still available. And they, they do have a, a great uniform, the, the Longhorns. Uh, they've got their – I'm not sure. It's, like a, it's almost like a Sedona-type orange or a brown. Mm. You know, it's it's kind of like a, a steer. Sure, that, I guess that would make sense. <laughs> kind of like the, that bull color. Kind of a longhorn, yeah. Yeah, you get you kind of get the idea there a little bit. Again, what, what, you see the T on the cap, and from a distance you might even say like, oh, is this University of Tennessee also? Or is this – could what this also it? be Virginia? Again, Brown with the, or orange, yeah. Sure, with all those colors. But the real reason, uh, bringing up, the Longhorns is because they are are coached by Mr. Troy, Troy Tulowitzki, who it's just wonderful seeing him in a dugout. You know, you could see this picture and go, "What's the big deal with these uniforms? What's why would I be looking at that?" That would be this face right here. Yeah, the coach that is making zero dollars on the payroll. Love it. And he right. has navigated his team to a Final Four finish so far. In the College World Series. So if, if you're looking for a team to, to root for there in Omaha this weekend, it could be Triple T, Troy Tulowitzki, Texas. It's a great I'm doing it. And And my, my father would be very upset with me for rooting for a Texas team, but I'm doing it. I don't care. I'm going full on Team Tulo, the Tulo train. I can't wait till DNVR Rockies can present the eight-part series, the complete history of Troy Tulowitzki. <laughs> Why everyone needs to understand this whole thing way deeper than we do. He would just, we talked about it recently and whenever it comes up, I feel like it's an easy rant for me to go on to, but just an absolutely fascinating baseball player. And this is just another chapter in his baseball story. Part nine. Now it's nine parts. I'm we got to do his post-playing career. We'll have to just keep adding on to it like Ken Burns. He's like, oh, you thought I was done? You thought I was done. Guess what? Tenth inning. Oh, yeah. Guess what? Later on. I, don't, is, I think it's this year. Is it? How many are we up this to? October? I think 12? this October they're going to be doing the 11th inning. Yeah, I want to. Right. I want to say it's this year, um, the 11th inning. So covering everything that happened in the 2010s. Uh, so we'll get to see his take on the the banging scheme, as it's known, the sign stealing fiasco, and all that. I think I think that story hasn't necessarily even been all the way written. Uh, I'd be curious to see if he wants to even postpone that, as we still kind of figure things out in the foreign Damn. substance conversation, which is now a part of his new decade, a part of the twenties, yeah. but has a little bit of carryover uh, from last year. Just this idea that I and I think that might even. To a certain degree, you know, if we went back and, and we watched all of uh, Ken Burns' baseball uh, during the uh, pandemic, so go back and watch those. That might have even been uh, April and May. Check those out uh, and, and re-listen. You can go re-listen and re-watch all of that. That's kind of this, this evergreen standalone episodes, and each decade had its own theme. And I think for the most part, the 2010s, you know, can be summarized, even though it was back half, can be summarized about gaining an edge, maybe an unfair edge, yeah. cheating, 
bending the rules to the point of, hey, let's let's kind of reinvent everything. And you kind of see that with the Chicago Cubs. And, and you know, Theo Epstein kind of admitted it. You know, first you, you broke the rules in tanking and say, we're not even trying to win. We're trying yeah. to lose to get draft picks. We're breaking that rule. And then with analytics going and changing, what's the purpose of the game? To score runs and, you know, to create action and just put a good product on the field. And it's like, no, it's just about not making an out. And if we do swing, if we do choose to swing, we have to hit the ball incredibly hard so that it's a home run and it creates these three true outcomes. And it's, it's about almost the reinvention of the game uh, in, in a very wrong way. Yeah. Right. The game has de-evolved perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think the last five years of the last decade could very easily be called the de-evolution of baseball. Um, and and I and I think we're in for, you know, we've talked about those market corrections and CBAs and all that stuff because, yeah, it's super bizarre. But going back and thinking about the first half of the decade was interesting, too, because you just had me thinking, like, how, how long ago some of that stuff feels, right? I was like, yeah. so, so what will be the big stories? And it's going to be things, the Giants and their three World Series wins and, uh, you know, the Royals finally overcoming and, and some of those things that happened. And that all feels so long ago at this point. It feels, it feels like we're in this era now of Cubs, Astros, Stealing signs, sticky stuff. The Dodgers finally figured it out, which <laughs> in a 60 game year, that whole thing. So you're just like, uh, the Nationals was a big fun story, too. Maybe he can get into that stuff. But yeah, breaking down this last decade and any kind of structure, those first five years, I think they're solid. You've got the Giants and the Royals really overcoming these long droughts and these nice stories of, of these teams that weren't supposed to win and, and all that. But after that, the baseball has been this really weird kind of shit show. <laughs> and those things were very, very much happening. Like I said, I kind of, I kind of tied in, you know, the analytics and uh, how much that was driven and the tanking, that new concept, kind of tying that in. But I mean, that's something that Ken Burns is going to do, and I can almost guarantee you that'll be, that could be very much his his take on it. And it's like there's stuff happening that we don't even realize is happening, like. Again, it's scary to say, like, well, what's happening right now that right. we don't know is going to. I mean, we we see we see some of it, some of it, and maybe maybe that's a that's a shift too. Is that now everything is in front of the camera, right? There's not these behind the scene things anymore. Everything is now in front and center. What we oh, don't man. know for this decade is what's going to be the impact of, you know, the the union, uh, the MLB trying to make the the pitchers and hitters rally against each other, the new CBA. Right. What is the impact of that? You know, minor league baseball being trimmed down to, um, you know, 80% uh, yeah. of its size going from 160 to a 120 teams. And, you know, all, the landscape of baseball, how it's going to change. It's changing now. We just don't know what it's going to look like right. by the end of the decade too. And one thing you just reminded me of is the rise of social media. Like talking about being in front of the camera and then the, sure. the commentary from everybody all the time that really had, you know, in this last decade has become much more of a thing. So very fascinated. Uh, we'll see how people feel on social media. We'll wrap this one up real quick, but we do have a few thoughts on uh, the Brewers series upcoming here. Rockies staring out on the road. Six whole road wins on the year, but coming off of one uh, <laughs> day off in the middle of whatever. Uh, a team they played very close. At Coors Field, Patrick, how are we feeling about this one? 
hoping they can get one out yeah. of it. I don't I don't think it'll be today against uh, Corbin Burns. Uh, I don't think the Rockies have hit terribly well uh, against uh, rather at Miller Park just in general. That just I think has been one of those has quietly been one of those areas where. Uh, they they may have, have struggled a little bit offensively. John Gray also coming back from the IL. Uh, you hope he's at a hundred percent, but he's he's probably not going to be. Again, I don't know this uh, to a T. But again, he doesn't need to be a hundred percent. You go, who would you rather have, John Gray out there at eighty five percent, kind of as like almost a a pseudo rehab start, or right. you know, Chichi or someone else that you have to call up? No, you you go John yeah. Gray, and yeah. it's for that reason I say, yeah, it's probably not going to be their day today and, and, and they will lose Friday's game. Uh, Christian Yelich just has very favorable numbers uh, against John Gray. They haven't faced, I think since 2018, but um, Yelich has, has done, done very well against Gray in the past uh, for one hit. It, the, the, the line is uh, minus 210. So that's a pretty easy one to take Tapia minus 265. So they're, they're saying Tapia is more likely to get a hit than Christian Yelich, who has actually good numbers yeah. uh, against the opposing pitcher. And I, I would like for them to, to maybe take one. Yeah. Not like for them to get all three in theory, but I don't think. Sure. That's right. I know. I, I think that's what you're looking at. Find a way to win one game. Try not to get blown out in any of them. Hang again if you can with their top pitchers. If you can put a run or two on Corbin Burns uh, at his ballpark, we know they got four on him at Coors Field and and had a chance for the fifth. But that's a different ball game. You could see him go out. He and Brandon Woodruff went, oh, sinkers and cutters are kind of bullshit here, huh? And by like inning three, we're like, no more of that. We're just gonna complete. But that's how they find most of their success. And they're gonna have their best pitches back. He's <laughs> he's not gonna have to take anything away so you just try not to get no hit by Corbin Burns. <laughs> that's that's all you got to do. There are long shot odds on Rymel Tapia today to hit a home run. Home run. 11 to 1. It's plus 1100. Go buck. Just a buck on that. Throw a dollar on there. That's pretty good. Uh the over under for strikeouts for Corbin Burns today is eight and a half. That is incredibly high. That seems high for a guy who does I mean, he gets some strikeouts, but he creates a lot of weak contact is more his game. The Rockies have some guys to strike. I haven't looked at the lineup just yet. Um, it, it might not be posted there. I think they're still in bed. Again, I remember, true, it is incredibly early what today. What time is it? This is the earliest <laughs> that we've had. That's and right. we're hoping we're hoping that maybe uh, during the All-Star Game weekend of having some early morning Ooh. podcasts, that's all we'll say about that. Yeah. Make sure you're tuning in for all our coverage as Drew and I will be there. We will not be square. We'll have some huge <laughs> coverage. Maybe the most interesting line, maybe it's not interesting, but an interesting fact that I found out about this. So Charlie Blackman's at plus 630, and you go – Wow, those are pretty favorable odds for uh, a very talented guy who uh, has some power and has some pop and you know struggles from time to time. But you go, Charlie Blackman, all-star, perennial all-star essentially. Uh, he's getting up there in age, but still uh, we saw what he's capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Charlie Blackman has homered in 25 different ballparks, um, including Atlanta twice, right, uh, Turner Field. Uh, as well as their 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 current confines, he has never homered in Milwaukee. No, is the kidding. only National League ballpark in which he is. I was going to say homered. I would have guessed all five would have been American League ballparks. How about that? 
He has never, yeah. The uh, I think the only ballparks he hasn't homered at in uh, the American League. Well, one of the the ballparks is Tampa Bay. Uh, he'll he should get an opportunity to do that next year as the NL East is coming around uh, on their schedule, and he also has an opportunity to add uh, Anaheim Stadium or Angel Stadium where LA plays. Uh, they're going out there. I think it's at the end of July. He's never homered there, so that could be ballpark number 26. Maybe Milwaukee's 27. Texas, the new Globe Life field he hasn't homered in. He's homered in Globe Life Park. Oh, okay. So that could be 28. I'm, okay. That one's too new. I don't want to count that one against him yet. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I was certainly – yeah, I'm not counting. I, mean, I wouldn't necessarily count giving, L.A. against just him. Giving us, no, I got you. But I'm just saying, yeah. But yeah. he could have 29 by the end of by next end season. Of next year. I mean, he's got um, – but none in Milwaukee? Can you believe that's that? That's truly bizarre. That's that a is, trippy. That is, yeah. That reminds me of some Todd Helton Miami stuff. It just 93 plate appearances, Drew. And he's never hit a homer in Milwaukee. You've had one. Here's his slash line in Milwaukee. Sit down. Here's it now. 153. <sighs> 217. <sighs> even worse. Slugging. 188. He has Whoa. three doubles. That's it. Three no doubles and 93 plate Don't wow. forget that ball that he hit in game one of the NLDS that I still think was a fair ball that should have been an RBI double that could have won the Rockies the ball game. All depends on if Ottavino takes a different approach against uh, who got that hit? Moustakis? Shoot, now I've blanked on it. Well, anyway. Uh, Miller Park, I think, is the only ballpark wow. that he has more games played than total bases. That's that, is, that is the most. That, that, is, that is the only one that I can see. Turner Field, rest in peace, 21 games played, 23 total bases. Uh, he bet a 246 there, just, just only one homer. Just, so he just didn't get a lot of bases. But he has more uh, total wow. bases than games played, whereas 20 at Miller Park – he only has 16 total bases. That's, That's the – you'd have to go all the way down to Tropicana, Globe Life Field, and Comerica Park where he has three games in Tampa, one base. So a crazy small sample. Uh, I don't yeah, – that, that yeah. who cares yeah, about no, that? Uh, three games last year in, in Texas in the new stadium, one base. In Comerica, two games, one base. I don't even know when that would have been. I was going to say, I, I can't recall them having played in Comerica. But, yeah, that is uh... – that's crazy. That is more crazy. games played than total bases for Charlie Blackman, Miller Park. Due, Let's folks. see. He's got to be right. Put a unit on him to hit a yonker or at least get a base hit or something. He's, he's got to. The law of averages says he's got to have a good weekend. And DraftKings yeah. right now is saying, no, he's he's dog crap. Okay, that's, that's fine. He's just going to be at least good. Cash in on that. Right. That is uh, that 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 legitimately blows my mind. I wonder if there's any reason why that would even be the case. Uh, Hitter's eye thing. Well, I'll have uh, to ask him when he comes back. When he comes back eye. home, yeah. Because how truly bizarre this! Just the team they happen to play in the 2018 NLDS. <laughs> I mean, I mean, could it be all those great Milwaukee Brewers pitchers he's facing in the last right. decade, such as Giovanni Gallardo? 
Ben remember, Sheets. Remember when Gallardo was their ace for like six straight years? He was, he was their, legit good. But again, he was good, but he was in a three game series. You face that guy once. Was, yeah. And it doesn't explain. <laughs> that does not explain this. Oh my God. I'm maybe, kidding. maybe he was just, you know, facing John Axford a lot, you know, late in <laughs> ball games. Always Axford. Did they have a string of tough lefties? No. Josh Hader's only been a thing for the last couple of years and he only pitches late in games. I don't. Dan Plesak. Dan Plesak comes in every game for the Brewers. It's Dan Plesak. I knew it. Oh, love it. Big MLB The Show guy. He does. Uh, he's one of the commentary people on MLB The Show. Drives me nuts. But I love Dan Plesak. Great head of hair. <laughs> Great head of hair. Uh, all right, everyone. So go out and watch the baseball game. See what happens. Put your money down. On uh, we got it. Blackman's got to do some stuff. I think Tapia gets his hit streak going again. I don't know what the numbers are on Trevor's story, but I do think he's hot for real now. I, I think he's we're going to see some superstar Trevor for a couple of weeks. So I'd ride that one for a little while. Like Patrick said, I'd be careful of John Gray in this first game back after that. Uh, start riding him on strikeouts and stuff like that again. Uh, depending on how the start goes, obviously. We'll, we'll pay attention to that. So keep watching the ball games with us. Keep hanging out for the daily conversations here on the YouTube channel. You can participate in them by subscribing to our DNVR YouTube channel. Clicking the like and subscribe buttons. Make sure you know whenever we go live so that you can take part in it. Do subscribe to the DNVR.com for all the written content, and the Discord access, the shirt, the holistic stick, all the stuff we're always telling you about. And of course, hang out with us on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. We appreciate each and every one of you for continuing to be absolutely awesome baseball fans out there. We promise to keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you. Ballpark.